success looks so easy from the outside, but all successful people have had to overcome enormous obstacles along the way. And in many cases, look failure right in the eye. Most successful people don't focus on the struggle and they rarely talk about it because that's not what creates success. Join us here where we'll chat with serial entrepreneurs, both men and women, and share the good, the bad, and the ugly of entrepreneurship. We'll talk about the obstacles we faced and how to overcome them to reach the success that you desire. I am your host, Cami Lehman, and this is She's Invincible. Hey everyone, thank you so much for joining us today on She's Invincible. And do we have an invincible one for you today? Meet Heather Almendinger, the radiant soul whose life took a transformative turn when she became a certified health coach. She discovered that periods are vital and they are an outward sign of inner health. Just like blood pressure and heart rate, these cycles shape our physical, emotional, and mental health. Heather took that discovery and became a passionate period and fertility awareness coach. She started Vividus, the full of life company, and is the host of the brand new podcast, Embracing Flow. Heather is on a mission to break the taboo, offer insights, and spark candid conversations about cycles, conversations with tweens and teens, and thriving through it all. It's time we stop hiding and begin celebrating the beauty, wonder, and power of our own body. Oh my gosh, Heather, welcome <laughs> to She's Invincible. So Thank excited, you. so excited oh, to have you God. with us today. Oh, I am so excited to be here with you today, Cami. Thank you so much for inviting me on She's Invincible. I just love your podcast. Oh, oh my gosh. <laughs> well, thank you. And congratulations on your brand new podcast, Embracing Flow. I feel like we're in a celebration rally right now. And I just am so, so excited for you. Thank you. Yes, it's it's been a very entertaining ride. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's a good one. <laughs> That's a good one. Entertaining. I love it. Well, let's do this. Let's jump in and tell our listeners how in the world did you get where you are today and what makes you invincible? Well, how I got here was I realized that the corporate world was a little bit too small for my liking anymore. I just didn't know where to go. I was in the corporate world for 25 years in different industries. And I just, I was tired of that glass ceiling. I was tired of being told you're only worth so much money. Uh, I was tired of having other individuals who had less education, less experience being promoted. I was like, this is baloney. So I went because I am I have a master's degree. I have a master's in marketing um, and I earned that as as an adult. But it was one of those that I just. I said, you know what, there's something more for me. There was a gut thing in my stomach saying there's something more for you. So I went back to school. I was like, what do I want to do? I've always been a helper. I always wanted to help people. So I went back to school to be a certified health coach. And when I did that, I I have three certifications. One is in senior life. One is in um, family. And one is in pregnancy. And I loved the pregnancy piece. And with that pregnancy piece, I, I dove into the pregnancy world. I wanted to help individuals once they were pregnant, how to tame some of those. Because pregnancy is not always fun. 
pregnancy can be downright horrible. I mean, it's it's not always a fun thing. There's pains, there's aches, there's a whole bunch of stuff that nobody talks about. And I wanted to relieve those. And I was asked, well, have you dived into the trying to conceive world? I did that. And oh my goodness, I am a root cause person. And I found the root cause to a lot of information on the fact that we don't know enough about our cycles. We don't know how to conceive. Um, we don't know how our cycles work. We don't even know sometimes how long our cycles are or how they're supposed to be. So I took an even deeper dive and I am trained in the fertility education and medical management. So fertility awareness. And I know, and I learned cyclical living. So I had to use those energies and cycles. And it has been an absolute passion of mine that I never thought possible because I hated my period. I hated it. <laughs> now I love That's it. <laughs> now you love it. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> oh boy. All right. So well, give us a little backstory when you were in corporate America. I, you know, I, I want to lay out the, the land here of that journey. So tell us a little bit about um, the personal side of things. Um, well, it, I had a lot of different things going on. I had Corporate wide, I mean, I was in manufacturing. I was in HR. I was, I did a whole bunch of different things. Personally, I was going through a lot of different things. So during, personally, I was going through many different seasons. Uh, in my mid thirties, I was struggling to find. I had helped my ex husband with a plumbing company. I was his office manager, and unfortunately, that company did not last. It went. It shut because it just, we were not very good business partners together. And so I was looking for a full-time job. I'd find one. It just didn't fit for some reason. And personally, just him and I were not where we needed to be. There were a lot of struggles. So I made the, the hard decision to leave. The day that I decided to leave, I also lost my job. <laughs> so I was left without, my mom said I could move home. So I moved home with a with a child who was four um, with no job. And I had, like I said, I had a master's degree and I started working at Walmart to make ends meet and to get back on my feet. From there, I did uh, move into the corporate world and I met an amazing man uh, that I had known for 13 years. Actually, I've known him. I knew him for a lot longer than that. We met at 14. He knew I was the only person he would ever marry. We dated at 19. We did not talk for 13 years. I broke his heart. No communication for 13 years. And an hour after his Facebook page opened, I got that notification back when Facebook first started that, hey, you know, so-and-so and so-and-so -and -so knows so-and-so. Well, I was friends with his best friend on Facebook and his first said, hey, Eric's now on Facebook. And I had been thinking about Eric on and off for the past 13 years, wondering how he was doing. I get messages. And so I messaged him and it just bloomed into a friendship again. And it turned into that we were dating and we got married. Uh, and I was, it was great. It was absolutely phenomenal. Um, my corporate job was, I went from Walmart, got a corporate job, loved my corporate job. And that corporate job kind of took a nosedive about four years in. And I held on like something's got to give, something's got to give, something's got to give. But it didn't. And so that's when I realized I had to um, leave there. And 
about the time it started taking a nosedive is when my personal life took a nosedive as well. I um, became a single mom again. Eric uh, lost his battle with severe coronary artery disease. And so uh, now I, I'm a single mom with a nine-year-old and a four and a half month old. Um, and the struggles with grief and, and dealing with a nine-year-old grief and my grief. So it was a very challenging time, but I've gotten through it. And that has helped me get to where I am today because I never knew how strong I was um, until I went through these different situations. Isn't that true that we never know what we can do or what we're capable of until we're put to the test. And that's in so much of everything that happens in our lives, right? The whole yes. journey. It's, it's like the whole thing is a test. <laughs> you just want to make sure you pass. <laughs> Every time you pass, you move on to the next level. It's like a video game, right? It is. Uh, except for real. Yes. Yes. There's no do-overs. There, no. There's no dying and coming back and, and redoing that chapter over again. Mm -hmm. It's looking at those lessons and going, okay. I learned those lessons. And if you don't learn the lessons, guess what? They come back. <laughs> so then you were in corporate America. Yes. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then um, you did that until it wasn't good anymore for you. And you Correct. realized, yeah, so that's, that's very interesting. So tell us what makes you invincible. I had to think about that one because I, I, and I've thought about it and just looking back, on my life. My mother calls me the queen of lemonade because as soon as life throws me lemons, I'm like, yeah, tossing stuff at me. I'm not going to shrink. I'm going to make lemonade. Yeah. And uh, so I just find the silver lining. I find the silver lining in everything. I took a child, I was in early childhood education when I was younger. And one of the lessons that I really learned was the child that's struggling the most probably has something going on that we don't see and just love on them and give them praise whenever they're doing something correct. Like find the good in the worst child of the room and see and let them know that they are loved, that they are wanted and you'll see a change. And I saw that in a child when I was in early childhood education. So I've learned to take that and as a life lesson is to find that silver lining and focus on that and just build on it. Like take one step. Sometimes it takes one step at a time. Sometimes it takes one breath at a time and just look at that silver lining and just keep moving. Because once awesome. you stop, you're done. Awesome. All right. Well, let's jump into our topic today, how to live in flow with your cycles. I feel like you just explained a little bit of that with these lemons. <laughs> So, uh, so let's jump into this topic and talk about all the things I know you're talking about energy here, which, oh, girl, can we talk? <laughs> yes. Yes. And, uh, and also cycles. So let's, let's just jump in. Tell us what we need to know about this. All right. Well, first of all, whether you have a cycle, whether you're in reproductive years, perimenopause or menopause or postmenopause. This applies to you, whether you're on hormonal birth control and no longer see a monthly showing of blood or you still see it. This applies to you. 
I get that all the time. I tell them, oh yeah, you still have a cycle. And they're like, oh no, I stopped bleeding. I'm in menopause. I've been menopause 15 years. We still have an energy cycle. From the time puberty started, we will have a, an energy cycle the remainder of our days. And if you think kind of as seasons, you look at the seasons. Now, granted, we're on a monthly schedule when it comes to energy. But if you think of seasons, that's kind of the easiest way to really explain it. The winter season, the, there's no leaves. Low energy, it's cold, you want comfort. Um, some of the, it's an internal focus. And that's when you want to tap into some really comforting foods. You want the, the shellfish, the waterfowl, like duck, ham, avocados, um, buckwheat and beets as some of the foods, seaweeds. These are some of the foods that will help you get through this low season, low energy season. If you honor your body during this season, you will start picking up energy in the next season, which is spring. And if you allow that, you're going to take off like a rocket. If you push through this low energy season, which we are all um, guilty of doing, it will slow you down and eventually you will burn out. If you learn to rest and you can actually schedule this into your calendar every single month, give yourself two or three days to just rest, relax and restore because spring's going to come. And what happens in spring? The days are longer. It gets warmer. The trees start to bud. And we have a lot energy returns. Some of the foods that can help you during that this phase to kind of keep things rolling and moving are um, string beans. Leafy greens, broccoli, black-eyed peas, cashews, chicken, and liver. Those are just some foods that can help you during this spring phase. Is it, again, your energy is rising. Your energy hits its peak during the summer. Don't most of us love summer? I love the summer. Only, the only thing is, is summer is extremely short in our energy cycles. Um, if you're in your reproductive years, this is usually ovulation. So you figure only a couple days. This is a great time in your life. If you are in a corporate world, ask for those, ask for promotion. If you're in, um, if you're in a sales position, this is a great time to ask for those big asks because your energy is high. You're articulate. You're beautiful. I call this the Beyonce on steroids um, phase. And for those that don't like Beyonce, find an absolutely gorgeous specimen of a human that you just love and multiply it by 10. Because <laughs> it's just, you feel amazing. Your clothes are fitting great. Your skin is glowing. It's ovulation for those that are reproductive. For those that are post-reproductive, we still have high energy. And it is still a great time to do all of that stuff. And we feel amazing. So some things to eat to help us with this phase include um, pistachios, shrimp, beef, strawberries, raspberries, apricots, tomatoes. Do you think those are kind of summery type of foods? Because this is the summer months. Remember, it is warm. We don't hardly have any clothes on in, in our area where we live. Uh, it just daylight is a lot longer. It's just a time that we just like to bask in the glow of the sun. Unfortunately, like I said, it is a very, very short phase. 
It's only a couple days and then our energy starts to slow down because we're getting into the fall. The leaves, the days start to get shorter. The leaves start to change. Our energy starts to go lower. Some foods to help us in this time include brown rice, wheat, fish, almonds, sweet potatoes. Think of Thanksgiving. All those wonderful foods that we eat at Thanksgiving, they're fall kind of based foods. Those are good foods to eat during this uh, time frame with energy. This is a great time to just tie up those loose ends that you had in your business um, and in your life. So that way you have that time. I said earlier, during winter is the time to rest and relax and restore and take that time. Now you can. This is a great time to do that cuddling with your kids. It's a great time to do that cuddling with your, your partner. Sit, just relax, not really do anything. So that way you can go into your winter time frame for as brief or as long as it is. And you can come out radiant the other side when spring shows up. So you're you're kind of relating this to the seasons, but it's really like 12 seasons a year, right? Like each month you go yes. through all four seasons. Yes. Okay. So oh, that's interesting because there's so much there and it's changing constantly, right? Like as you're saying, like summer only lasts a couple of days in this, in this one month or 28 day cycle, right? Yes. So, okay. So tell us where the cycle starts. The easiest place to start in the cycle is menstruation. That first day of bleed, that is the one place that everybody knows where they're at. And that's where you're, that's where you start your winter is menstruation is where you start your winter. Um, if you're menstruating three to seven days of bleed is a healthy bleed with medium to heavy flow. Medium product changes is three to four product changes a day. Heavy is considered five plus product changes a day, or if you have to change a product overnight. And then that that is a considered a healthy menstrual phase. So if you're bleeding longer than an average, if you're bleeding really longer than seven days or under three days, there could be a little bit of a hormonal imbalance going on. Or you could be transitioning into perimenopause and eventually menopause. So so there's so that's winter and then mm -hmm. spring is when it's over, right? Spring is as you as you're. Menstruation ends, spring is the follicular phase. And that's when that the follicles in your ovaries are starting to develop. There's several follicles that start to develop as estrogen rises. And as, as estrogen rises, that's what gives us energy. So as estrogen rises, we start getting that energy. Our eggs are starting to develop. And the closer we get to ovulation, that one egg gets is the mature one, is the one that's the diva. Uh, one of my clients calls the egg that that is released at ovulation, the diva. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> and we never know when the diva is going to show up. Mm -hmm. Well, that's about uh, true in life, too. <laughs> yes, because even though apps say, hey, it's it's your ovulation, your high fertile. It doesn't always match up with your body. So just right. be aware that the diva can show up. And by understanding your body and knowing the signs that your body gives with cervical mucus. You'll be able to tell kind of when that diva girl might just show up. Um, but the in the follicular phase, in that spring phase, it is a lot of energy. And we're it's because of a lot of the estrogen. There's some testosterone dumped into there. 
that leads up to ovulation. Ovulation happens that egg ruptures from that follicle into the fallopian tubes. That's only about three days. And it's mm. only about three days of that beautiful summer phase of ovulation because then progesterone starts to rise. Estrogen starts to go down. Progesterone starts to rise right after ovulation. Progesterone dries up the cervical mucus that the estrogen made. Um, and your energy just starts to slowly go away. Mm. And you go into that fall phase. And Got that it. is progesterone will peak about six to seven days after ovulation then it will start to decrease and as progesterone starts to decrease that's when that will lead to the endometrial lining release and menstruation will start again again, <laughs> again. So it's so interesting too you know because most people think like you have sex and you get pregnant like nobody <laughs> Unless you actually study this or get caught with your pants down, <laughs> no pun intended, right? Uh, you you just think that you have sex and get pregnant. No one knows what's going on behind the scenes unless they're teaching it, studying it, or practicing it. Um, and that is very interesting because we all feel this, and yet we're like, "What's wrong with me? I don't know what's wrong with me. Why do I feel like this?" And this is such a perfect example of why you the answer to the question, why do I feel like this? And, and the, guess what? The whole world is feeling that way, too. But it's everyone's on a different cycle. So while your best friend is happy, <laughs> she's enjoying summer. You know, you could be right in the dead of the winter and miserable. So and you could be sitting next to each other. And that is interesting in itself. Oh, my gosh. So, so cool. So what else do we need to know about this? Well, our body speaks to us. If we if we just listen, learning the communication of your body is very important to understanding your cycles. Um, and just also know that our egg, once it re once it's released as a follicle, mature egg is, ov is ovulated, that egg dies within 24 hours. So mm. after 24 hours, if you know when you ovulated, 24 hours after you ovulate, that egg is dead. It cannot accept sperm. So there is actually, believe it or not, a very small chance of pregnancy every single cycle. Um, and it, babies are a beautiful uh, orchestra of all of our hormones. <laughs> they are truly miracles and our body truly is miraculous. It, yeah, it is so amazing. Oh, my gosh. So let's talk a little bit about um, birth control. Because that, you know, understanding this cycle and then adding birth control that totally changes the cycle. Uh, you know, let's talk about the effects of that. Okay. Well, there's multiple different kinds of birth control. Um, most of us know about the oral, which is the pill or the mini pill. The combination pill is a mixture of an estrogen and a progestin. They're both um, synthetic hormones. Then there's the mini pill, which is a synthetic progesterone or progestin. It's a synthetic progesterone. What these do is when our cycle, right before menstruation, when that progesterone decreases, estrogen also decreases, and they are both at their lowest points, um, that triggers the follicular stimulating hormone in our brain. With hormonal birth control, the hormones stay at a level that stops the follicular stimulating hormone from being released. When that stops, eggs are not developing. 
the follicles are not growing, they're not maturing, so estrogen's not really rising. Estrogen rises just enough to give an endometrial lining, a very small, thin lining to our uterus. And then because estrogen does not rise, it does not trigger the luteinizing hormone, which is the hormone that triggers ovulation. So if estrogen stays low, there's no follicular stimulating hormone, there's no luteinizing hormone, there's no ovulation. No ovulation, no progesterone. <laughs> and that's so how all, that, that's how you don't get pregnant, right? That's, because that's, the, the elements don't show up. Exactly. Nothing, yeah, nothing has happened. So what are like that can't be good long term. So maybe share a few of the things that you have seen that have shown up in women in later years uh, after being on birth control in the early years. Well, I do know that the World Health Organization has recognized the combination pill as a group one carcinogen. Um, hormonal birth control does interfere with, it can increase our chances of um, cervical cancer, uh, ovarian cancer, breast cancer, osteoporosis, um, early onset dementia and Alzheimer's, as well as it can increase your chances of having to go through inner, inner uterine in inception IUI or IVF. And we're seeing a lot more individuals having to go through IUI and IVF from being on hormonal birth control. There is also, they're also finding a link with PCOS or polycystic ovary syndrome. They're, you, they're saying that there was a, a hereditary link. Um, and they're actually finding that it's not biologically hereditary. It's mom took hormonal birth control, got pregnant, had a daughter, daughter was on hormonal birth control. That's the link between um, PCOS and mothers than daughters. Mm -hmm. Other thing to remember is, and I, I have a picture of this because I think it's absolutely beautiful. And it's kind of shocking to most people if you think about it. Take your grandmother, like my mother's mother. My grandmother was carrying me when she was four and a half months pregnant with my mother. So my grandmother was four and a half months pregnant with my mother and she was carrying me because at four and a half months gestation, all of the eggs that a, a girl has in her ovaries are there. So, so you, you, the egg of you, of Heather, was already in your mom at four and a half months as an embryo. Yes. Got it. As a fetus. Yeah, as a, as a fetus. A half, yep. As about 16 to 18 weeks gestation. Um, my mother was a uh, 16 to 18 weeks gestation fetus that my grandmother was carrying. She was carrying me. So what my grandmother ate, my mother ate and eventually led to it affecting my mother's eggs. That's so amazing. Just, and it can affect what we eat can affect up to seven generations. Oh my gosh. So here's a question for you. So like I'm an advocate for some kind of birth control because I was a teenage mom, right? So I didn't use birth control. I ended up with a baby at 16. So I definitely am like, I don't recommend that to all the people in the world, like figure it out. What other forms of birth control would you consider to be effective and yet safe? 
that that it's not, you know, corrupting your cycle and maybe ruining things for when you do want to have babies. And now you can't get your cycle right because you've, you know, restricted it for all these years and and held it back. So what would you say is the safest and most effective? One knowledge based is one of the best things to do, and that is also known as natural family planning or fertility awareness. And it is learning about your body, your cycle. It's not just about learning specifically your cycle. By understanding your cycle, you're actually understanding how your entire body works. You can see, you'll notice that your thyroid might be off by understanding your cycle in your body. You'll notice that your breast health might be off by understanding your cycle in your body. And if you're not quite comfortable exactly how to track your cycle and to be knowledge-based, you can do it. Uh, it can be a DIY, um, do-it-yourself kind of thing over the course of six months by really tracking, talking, listening to different people. You can do it yourself over a course of six months. And when you're un not quite sure of your fertility window or your fertile window, barrier up with a condom, a sponge, a cervical cap, um, spermicide, something to protect and, and to to keep this sperm away from the egg. If you know your body, you'll know your fertile window. You'll know to engage in other courses of intimacy. And you'll, you'll really understand your body. You'll know if you have an STI before many others will who are on different forms of medication. It's mm -hmm. amazing what our body will communicate once we understand. And it, it's with a coach, understanding fertility awareness takes about three months. Great. And you teach this. Yes. You teach this do it yourself cycle, figuring I, it out and all of that. Yep, I do. There is a do it yourself. I can give you all the information. You can figure it out on your own. But I also do a hands on um, where we go through and you let me know you track every single day, either by app or by paper, what your cervical mucus is doing, how you're feeling. Where you're men if you're menstruating or not, how many products, if you're noticing cervical mucus, what um, you describe the cervical mucus, is it kind of lotiony? Is it sticky? Is it pasty? Is it like uh, egg whites? What are you feeling? And you take a luteinizing hormone test to see when you ovulate and you track your luteal phase, which is that time from the ovulation to menstruation, how long it is. You can see what your hormones are doing every single month. Now, with that being said, it kind of feels scary to me because our hormones are unpredictable and can change in any given time. So what, what do you say about that as far as like if that's the, the form of birth control that you're using and then what happens when your hormones shift? Well, with the method that I teach, um, when you first start tracking, the first month is abstinence. So that way you get an idea on what I know. It's not a fun topic to address to my clients. I look at them like, I understand this is not going to be a fun month for you and your partner, but it's abstinent. So you see what your body's currently doing. You see the changes in cervical mucus. From there, it's month two. You go to from menstruation until you start seeing cervical mucus because it's usually dry from menstruation to the beginning of your fertile window every other day in the evening alternate days of intercourse in the evening are considered safe because you're considered infertile 
once you start seeing that change in cervical mucus, you're beginning your fertile window. It's about six to seven days of fertile. Um, in that fertile period, sperm can live five days in the uterus, depending on how primed the uterus is, usually one to three. But then the cervical mucus changes right after ovulation. Once you hit ovulation, that's like I said, that progesterone increases, it dries out your cervical mucus. So as soon as you go from a high estrogen type of mucus to a lesser, that's when your peak day is. And you're can, in that second phase, um, you count a, three days, that fourth day, actually the fifth day after the three, you are safe every other day in the evening. Now, let's just uh, put a clause in here. <laughs> Don't try this at home, guys. <laughs> no. And if, and if it doesn't work and you have a baby, you can name it after me and Heather. <laughs> but don't come yes. after us. <laughs> no, it's it's this takes time and it under the guidance of somebody oh who is gosh. trained in it. Um, and, and it does. There's other stages that opens up that intercourse window. But those are the first two months. And you do get to see kind of your patterns. And if your patterns change, you go back to that second stage. That is so, that's so interesting. And yet so scientific, right? It is. It, it is a science. It is. And I love that because it's based on science and facts and you can figure out how to make it work for your body. Oh my gosh. Okay. Any last tips that you want to give to our listeners about these topics that we talked about? Learn your body. Take time to listen. If you're confused at a certain period of time in your cycle, good possibility you're in luteal phase. If you have squirrel brain, if you're like, what the heck is going on with me? I can't talk. Um, your PMS symptoms are starting to show up. You're in luteal phase sometimes possibly deep little face. So you're going to be getting your cycle in a few days. Give yourself grace to just understand you are not in your prime and that it will pass. Because I, I, I see a, sometimes a chalkboard. I, I posted a picture of a lady standing at a chalkboard with this complicated formula. And I'm like, this was me before my period every single month for 36 years. <laughs> <laughs> until I understood what was going on. And now that I know what's going on, I can help others do that. But it's about listening to our bodies and honoring what our bodies are telling us. I love that. Oh my gosh. All right. So this has been fun girl talk. And <laughs> I love this. I mean, if any of our male listeners stumble across this and uh, you want to not make babies, this would be good for you to learn too. So you can know when is a good time. Um, okay. Heather, tell us about your brand new podcast. <laughs> it is called Embracing Flow. We are breaking the taboo around menstruation. So that way you can embrace that wisdom that it holds. It is our powerhouse. It is our superpower. We've been fed a line of baloney for generations. Um, it really has so much power when you really look at it. Uh, and embracing flow is breaking open that egg and showing you how powerful we are and how each phase through life, how we transition, just taking life in flow and just rolling through it as best we can. Because 
seasons change. We all know that life is not easy. We all know that. And my guests that come on share how to get through some of these different phases. I love it. I love what I've heard so far. I love that you have experts that are coming in and talking about everything from, you know, a young girl who hasn't had a cycle yet to menopausal women and all the things that they go through and how their cycles change. And I absolutely love that it's all science-based. It's all fact-based and, uh, and personal, right? Like, like you are taking away that taboo by allowing your guests to share their own personal experiences and how they handled them. And then of course their expert knowledge they have today. So it's so cool to kind of take them, you know, listen to them, go back to memory lane and tell their stories. Cause you know, you can relate if you're a female, you can totally relate and, um, and you can be a better supportive male partner if you know, and you hear the stories, or even as you said, uh, before single dads, right. That have to have the talk with their daughters, uh, and how do they do that? And I just love that you're providing the resources and the facts, uh, and not the fluff that you find everywhere else. And, you know, I love that, you know, you're not giving people permission to like have their kids just see the video that they show at school and letting them take it from there because that is not the way to go. Um, and so it's so fun to listen to your guests and you and just all the things that you're doing to help bring more awareness uh, and support women in the world in this area. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Heather. And I know you have a new program coming. Yes, I do. It's called Tell Embrace us. Yourself. It is a 12-week program that you will be taught how to track your cycles, um, just like we kind of talked about earlier, but it will also go into nutrition. So we're going to talk about proteins and fats, the good fats and the bad fats, the carbohydrates, low glycemic carbohydrates, high glycemic carbohydrates, vitamins, minerals, waters, as well as cyclical living. So the stuff that we started out with, with those seasons, we're going to dive deep into that and you're going to know the different senses and how to support your body through each of those seasons. I love that. You know, girls, as you're listening, you could make your menu for the whole month based on your cycle. <laughs> you can yes. sit down and figure out what you're eating every day and make a menu and get organized and make your grocery list and feel good, right? Because you're eating the things that your body needs at the time they need it. So I just love all of this and how it goes together. Heather, tell us where people can find you. You can find me on Facebook uh, under my name, as well as my Facebook group, Full of Life Living. I can be found on Instagram under Vividus, as well as, of course, the Embracing Flow podcast. You can find me there and listen to my guests there. Um, but you can also find me on LinkedIn. Awesome. All the links are in the show notes, guys. So just click the show notes as you're listening and you can find your way to where whichever app works best for you to connect with Heather and learn more about this amazing topic. Heather, thank you so much for sharing. Hey, I hope you're enjoying this episode. And just before we get to the good stuff, right? The good, the bad and the ugly. I have this great announcement for you. We are starting the Pod Power Hour which is a virtual event that's going to happen on Wednesdays at noon Eastern. And so if you've ever thought about having a podcast, if you have questions, if you are a podcaster and you want to come and meet other podcasters and learn 
what's new, what's happening, tips and tricks to be better at this amazing passion of podcasting that you have. We would love for you to join us. We're going to have experts there that are going to be sharing their genius. It's going to be amazing. So, and if you're a host and you want to come meet some amazing uh, people that could be potential guests for you on your show, come on out. What a great way to get exposure. Be sure to check it out on my website at camilehman.com as well as follow me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. Whatever is your favorite platform, we will have registration there. You do need to register to attend and it is on Zoom. So super simple, just one hour every other Wednesday. We start on May 4th, so don't miss out. Get registered today. We can't wait to see you there. You have moved from fighting cancer to discovering how to live beyond it. But what now? With so many emotional side effects still unknown, as a new survivor, you find yourself in a void as you navigate through the isolation, fear, and an uncertain future that can overshadow you and your family for years to come. Instead of focusing on the uncertainty of cancer, consider how strong and determined you are and think of the strength demonstrated by those who stood beside you through it all. Consider this. You now get to choose who you want to be and what your intentional, fulfilled life can look like. You made it through treatment. We can help you define yourself as a survivor. We're here to help you through this moment, to walk beside you as you shift your mindset from counting the days of life to creating a legacy. For more information, visit www.adventuretherapyfoundation.org or contact us at info at adventurefound.org. On She's Invincible, we promise our listeners that we're going to bring them fierce entrepreneurs and we're going to spotlight their, their expert zone of genius. And you have done that so well today. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But we're not done because as we spotlight these fierce entrepreneurs, we also love to pull back the curtain. We love to share the stories of the good, the bad, and the ugly. See, people see your success and they look at you and they think she's so lucky and we just want to smack them, right? Yes, we (laughs) do. Yes, because they have no idea how, what you had to go through, the obstacles you had to overcome and what that journey looked like on your way to success. And so right now we're going to pull back the curtain. Are you ready to tell some stories? I am ready to tell some stories. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. So the first story we want to tell is the story about the good or the greatest part of your journey so far. The greatest part has been deciding to go on my own in 2023. It was 14 months of planning, but it's, I knew in my gut that I needed to get out on my own, no matter how I knew it was going to be a challenge. I knew it was going to be easy, um, but it has been so worth it because through that, I have met so many amazing individuals. I've heard so many stories and it just ignites the flame in me and my passion every single day to bring uh, power back to those individuals thinking that they're powerless and they have to live in pain 
every single month, which is a bunch of baloney. Periods aren't meant to be painful. If your periods are painful, something's off. Talk to me, find somebody who's familiar with periods because like really familiar because periods aren't to be painful. I love that. I love that. And you can't do that from corporate America, right? You're not that. These are not the conversations, you know, you're working for them and doing your job and there's no room for these kind of talks. So I love that you are on your own. You have three certifications. So you're more than qualified to be able to speak about these topics and help women in, you know, their cycles, in nutrition, in all of these areas. And I think that is amazing. So I personally am so glad you went out on your own. (laughs) So let's talk about the bad. So we'll save the ugly for last, but tell us a story about the bad part of the journey. The bad part of the journey was having to make some tough decisions. Um, One of those decisions happened, as you see in life, the decisions that you make two, three, four, 10 years ago lead to where you're at today. One of those decisions was to end my marriage with my older son's father, my ex-husband. We are the best of co-parents. Um, we are friendly. We, we get along very, very well. Him and I is in relationship was not a good idea, but it was such a struggle. It actually took me two years to get the, the gumption to stand up and say, this isn't working. Um, and I mean, we, we had a lot of talks throughout the years we were married. We were together for 14 years. We had a lot of talks in those times, but it just got to a point where I, I couldn't do it anymore. There, there were so many things and ending that was, was a good decision, but it was a bad time. It was a hard time for me. It was because I was brought up that you stay once married, you stay married. I had a very, very hard time. But once I stood up for myself and decided to leave that relationship and that marriage and step out on my own, it showed me what I was capable of doing. So there was some good out of that bad. Mm, but it it, yeah. it was still bad going through that transition of being married and having to refine myself outside of that marriage. And keep working, right? Keep working, yep. keep building, keep providing. And there's so many scary things when you are a single parent, you know, when you put yourself in that situation. But I agree with you. And I don't remember exactly your words, but I just want to affirm that with even the hard decision, even the right decisions are hard. That's what I want to say. Yes. You know, it's going to be hard. Don't take that as like, oh, maybe it's not the right decision. It's always going to be difficult. There's every time there's change and, you know, and there's uncertainty. It's always hard. Um, but don't associate the hard with it being the right or wrong decision, because even the right things are very, very difficult. And I know you can agree with that. Yes. Uh, yeah, it's so difficult. Um, and the first step is, as you said, took you two years to even like stand up for yourself and be like, this isn't for me. This isn't working. I don't want to keep doing this. Um, and yet here you are, right? Yes. So you did it. You made it. You that yep. makes you invincible. <laughs> that that so, does. Yes, yes. And and you know, everyone lived, right? It, it was a Every, good story, right? Yes, everyone lived. You're here I, to talk about it and to tell about it. But I find that, you know, 
I, I not find, but wonder, uh, does that help you work with your other clients, like in their cycles when they're in all these like a radical phases of, you know, uh, craziness in a cycle when they're going through stress like that? It it does interfere with the cycle. And yes, it's sometimes a matter of having clients go, I'm, I'm done. I can't do it anymore. And I, I look at them and go, okay, how else are you feeling? Do you know where, usually my clients know what day of their cycle they're on. Yeah. They know how long their cycles normally are. And they can say, yeah, I, out of a 28 day cycle, I'm on day 23. Okay. We've got some PMS starting here. Give it a few days or your own cycle day 26 when the anxiety and the depression really start kicking in. Um, and you're, you think that people hate you and you're going to get fired. I'm like, okay, give it a few days, go home, sit on it. Let's talk in, in, in a week and see how you feel. If you're still feeling the same way, we'll readdress it. But usually it's some hormones in there that, but if it's going deeper than that, then we, we go a little deeper, but sometimes some of this is hormonal and it can be balanced out a little bit by supporting our bodies. Sometimes though, it is definitely not hormonal. It's they're feeling that way day in and day out, no matter where they are in their cycles. Yes. And then you need a professional for that, right? Like, absolutely. So like the, I think we need to caution people in this conversation to say, if you're not a hundred percent positive that it's your hormonal cycle, then you need to go talk to somebody to find out for sure. Don't just assume it is because by not addressing issues, they get worse and mm -hmm. you could end up in a really bad, scary place uh, just by blaming it on your hormones. So I want to yeah. bring that out as well. Um, and maybe, gosh, Heather, that sounds like a course you need to offer. <laughs> Come see me before you call the, the shrink. But, um, but, you know, like we get into a place where we're constantly like blaming it on something, which maybe it could actually be more and that could be very dangerous. So mm -hmm. reach out to Heather if you're struggling and you're not sure, like you're not 100 percent sure. And maybe it could be something deeper. Reach out to Heather so she can really like work through that with you and then give you suggestions uh, based on her expert knowledge. Right. Okay, well, here we go. Let's go ugly, Heather. <laughs> Tell us a story about the ugly part of the journey. The ugly, the hardest, ugliest part that I had in this journey was looking at my mother-in-law three days after Christmas and telling her that her only child had passed away um, a few hours before from us. Uh, at that time, we didn't know it was a heart attack. Um, they were very, very close. They talked every single day. Um, he was her purpose for living. And I had to look at her and tell her that he was no longer here on earth. And it was the hardest thing I have ever had to do in my entire life. And that was your husband. So you lost your husband, husband and you had to go do the hardest thing you've ever done, which is tell his mother. That is crazy. Yep. It it was prior to that, it was telling my father I wanted to my parents are divorced. Prior to that, prior to leaving my ex-husband, the next hardest behind that was telling my father I no longer wanted to live with him and I wanted to move with him with my mother. I could see the heartbreak in his face when I had to tell him that. 
this took the cake when I had to look at my mother-in-law and tell her that he had passed. I was there through the entire thing. It took about an hour and a half. I did not know that he was having a heart attack. Um, and even if I did know there was a very small chance of survival, he had a 90% blockage in artery one. Um, artery two and three were 95 to 97% blocked and artery four was 100% blocked. His heart was twice the size it was supposed to be. He had, uh, we had an autopsy, chest autopsy done. He had severe coronary artery disease and he was 39. Our son was four and a half months old. That was, that was an ugly time. I mean, I was tossed back into single parenting, but it was different. It wasn't by choice. We had an amazing marriage, an amazing relationship. He knew at 14, I was the only person he ever wanted to marry. And to the day that I, I kept asking him, like, are you still living your dream? He's like, yes, I'm still living my dream. Um, he was an absolutely amazing husband. And to go through that grief, as well as watching my older son, who absolutely adored his stepfather, called him Daddy Eric, having him grieve. Um, our younger son. He knew of his dad and he still knows of his dad. And there are times that he's like, mom, can we go visit daddy Eric's guitar? Cause his, uh, Eric's headstone is a guitar. Cause Eric is a, was a musician. He played guitar. So I found it fitting to get him a guitar. And he's like, can we go visit daddy's guitar? I'm like, okay, we can go visit daddy Eric's guitar. But there are times that he breaks down and it breaks my heart that Eric's not here to see him grow up. But I found peace in knowing that Eric's energy stays with us. Energy does not leave. That's been found. Eric's energy is still in the house that we live in. Eric's energy is still, it, I look at my younger son and he looks like his father with blonde hair. I mean, <laughs> there, there's a piece of Eric with us every single day. And that just, that warms my heart. That kind of keeps me going. But his passing was, just solidified how strong I am. And as ugly as it was, if he hadn't passed, I don't know if I would have been able to step out on my own beginning of 2023. I really don't. I think I would have just found another corporate job and just kept growing in that and not feeling the passion that I feel now for what I, what I do as an entrepreneur. Isn't that amazing? And such, and it's such a devastating and traumatic and sad event. And yet it all points to the life you live today and the success that you are enjoying. And that is, that's got to be really difficult. So bittersweet, right? It is it, yeah. a lot of bittersweet, a lot of bittersweet moments in my life. <laughs> yes. Yes. So before we end this, I feel like I, I would be remiss to not ask this question uh, as women go through their cycles and then they are faced with such trauma and stress and all the things and the emotions that they go through. How are their cycles affected by all of that kind of stress? It can delay ovulation. It can cause periods to stop. It can cause periods to be heavier. Our, the cycle does temporarily change because. That time 
from menstruation until ovulation is a very variable time frame. So medication, changes in medication, stress, illness, anything can shift those hormones. So your period can be delayed. You can go for your cycles could be longer. Your cycles can be shorter. They could go away altogether for a short period of time. So just understand that it, our bodies are interconnected and it includes our cycles. Uh, Science-wise, there are 50 known hormones in the body. 12 are involved in our ovulatory menstrual cycle. So a quarter of those hormones are involved in that cycle. So if you have high cortisol, which is the stress hormone, it can mess up our cycle. So just, again, give yourself grace during those hardships. Because if you give yourself grace, your body's going to react a lot better than trying to push through. Pushing through, I tried pushing through my grieving process. It didn't work. Um, If you have a crying spell, find a spot. Get rid of that emotion by pushing those emotions down just in general. They will come back up and they will come back up with a vengeance. So whether it's grief, whether it's anger, no matter what kind of energy you're having throughout your day, acknowledge it. Let it roll through. Because when you do that, you're acknowledging those feelings, you're letting them roll through, and then they go, they dissipate. And you can go back to a better spot. But if you push them down, they will come back up. They're worse than any skeletons in a closet. Mm. (laughs) Because then they'll pop out at any point. And there are times that you just don't want those emotions to to, to show themselves. Mm. So acknowledge them, release them, let them go. As as also would say in Frozen, let it go. Let it go. Oh my gosh, we're going to end on that mic drop. Oh my gosh, Heather, thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for all the work that you're doing in the world around this very, very important topic um, and helping women, men, families, relationships, everyone, everywhere. If they learn this, they can live a happier life, right? Absolutely. I teach my boys this because they can be better friends, parents, partners, coworkers, and leaders. It is an everybody issue, not just a female reproductive issue. I love it. Oh my gosh, you guys, I don't know where you are in your life or your business, but if you're face down on the ground right now, you just got to get back up. Just get back up. You heard it from Heather. Oh my gosh, some of the ugly, you know, wherever you are, I know things like that happen to everyone trauma and sadness does not discriminate but wherever you are just know that you are invincible you can do anything and you just have to get back up thank you for joining us today if you were inspired or learned something new please follow the show submit a rating and review and share us with your friends if you would like to chat to see if you can attract your ideal client and monetize your business through podcasting, please book a free call with me at camilehman.com. I can't wait to meet you.